Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Went to dinner yesterday at a really nice inn, like a country inn, right after getting uh, my first vaccination. And... This girl comes over. Hi, how are you? Sparkling or still? Which is always the question, obviously. Sparkling or still? And then if she says sparkling or still, am I committing to non-tap water? And then I always have to feel degraded by being like, um, I'll just get the tap water. And then you say, and I'll have a glass of rosé. You're walking into a place, it's a pandemic, and you just want to like get your drink order in. You want to be out in 36 minutes. And so you say the wine too. Okay, I'm just going to get your water first, and then I'll come back for the drink order. I'm like, okay, I didn't mean to inundate you, overwhelm you. I didn't mean for you to multitask with the rosé order. We'll see you in a minute. Then they come back. Okay. Um. So, have you dined with us before? Yes, even though I really don't lie, but like I have to say yes, because then we're going through the whole diatribe of, no, we do things differently here. I'm like, oh, really? Do I go in the kitchen in the white jacket and cook the food and you're going to eat it? How different could it be? Let me know. How do you do it differently? Okay. Um, The small items, those are in the top portion and 
those are like, you know, smaller portions, more maybe like tapas. The larger items, those are really, we encourage sharing. I'm like, what? Okay, so we'll decide if we're going to share. Now we have to share. I wasn't ready to share, but we could share if we wanted to. So I was with uh, Paul the other day, and he doesn't like any sort of green vegetable. He likes roasted potatoes. He doesn't like farro, quinoa, braised fennel, braised kale, okra, Brussels sprouts, edamame, lima beans. And poor Paul ordered chicken scarparello, which is like a basic thing. And it was like, it's got to always be like a boat on the sea. And like the sea was pureed, but it's never mashed potatoes anymore. It's like mashed potato puree. So I feel like that's healthy, but it's not. It's just like pureeing some other starch vegetable with butter and milk and like making it a bed. And then on top of that was like the soupy, oily, sauteed spinach. And I did say that he doesn't like vegetables and they allowed me to order a side of spinach. So then my cheap side comes in because now I'm like, now I've got a side of spinach. I'm going to eat your spinach. We are long spinach in 2021. And he's now going to cut into the chicken and it gets soggy from what's underneath. And we can't just have the chicken separate. Can everybody just be separate? We can decide who we want to put together. We're not into blended families on our plates. So he said ahead of time, is it possible for the chicken that I could just get roasted potatoes? And she's like, hmm. The roasted potatoes come with the seared duck breast. He's like, right, can I just get some from that? And I don't need any of my stuff. I'm giving up broccoli rabe, okra, and parsnip puree, which my fiance Bethany tells me is way more expensive than just roasted potatoes. No, we can't. Sorry. So she said they come in components. Like they come with their friends. So if like the duck breast came with sauteed string beans and roasted potatoes and let's say okra or succotash, that's a unit. They're a family. They're like an adopted family of children. We don't separate them. Like we don't want to separate them and move them to different states. So we're like, okay. So I'm like, well, Paul doesn't love vegetables, but we'll take that family. Can we trade that family for the family that came with the chicken and we'll take the whole family and we'll separate them within our household. I'll eat the bullshit on the side. He'll eat the brand new potatoes. And then can we do that? And she's like, of course. Well, I'm going to try that for you. Of course, no no, no problem at all. And then the voice gets higher and she's super nice, but I feel like she hates me. And we weren't being like Harry Met Sally at all. We're just like asking basic questions, I promise. I'm like, thank you so much. And now I'm passive aggressive, but I'm like, thank you so much. Oh my God, you look so pretty. Oh my God, the things are so great. It's wonderful. The decor in here is amazing. So then at the end of the meal, and we're good tippers. I'm not saying we're like 90% tippers, but I'm like a 35% tipper for a good tip. It's a pandemic and it's just 20% never seems right. And it always means more to them than it means to me. So sometimes you can ask the waitress if they could give this to the coat check person because they're like walking past there anyway and walking, you know, away. Maybe that's wrong. And I don't actually know the answer to that. But, you know, would you mind giving it to them? Oh, it's right down there, you know, as you leave to the door. I was a cocktail waitress and... um. Do you know what I mean about this passive-aggressive, like, overly nice, high-pitched voice? And you can't say anything bad about it because it's nice, but it's not nice. Thank you. Yes, I will. Mm, ah, ah, God. You know, I mean, we don't really do that here. Yeah. I can ask the chef, but I just, we're not big on substitutions. Our chef has a very strict policy. But thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah, okay, amazing. By the way, we could do 10 minutes on passive-aggressive. Just like if you want to be passive-aggressive but not get tagged for it and still be in trouble, like get your expressions out without road rage. Be like, mm, yeah, hmm. I don't know. I, we, mm, yeah, well, I'm just thinking hmm, maybe we do this a different way, but like we're not really – 
set up for that. I don't really specialize in that. Yeah. And it may not happen today. It may not happen any day, but we really want to help you. Well, let me know what you all think. I've been getting a lot of comments about the rants and that you love the interviews, but that you almost (laughs) wish the whole thing were the rants. But the funny thing is the rants are like never prepared. I literally send one sentence to my assistant. I'm like, pass ag people. And then this is what happens. And I was speaking to Jeff Ross, the famous Roastmaster General, on the phone last night. And he's like, well, how do you prepare? Who writes the rants for you? I'm like, what? Who writes anything for me? Nothing. Just get on and start ranting. So there you go. Jesse Itzler is here today. He is an entrepreneur, an author, a keynote speaker. He's a motivational speaker. I've seen him. He really gets crowds going. He's a former rapper on MTV. I, incidentally, which he didn't even realize, was an extra in one of his videos called Shake Like a White Girl. Um, And I remember somewhere someone said to me, you dance like you're white. And I said, I I I am white. So that that would make sense. He's the co-founder of Marquee Jet, a partner in Zico Coconut Water, the founder of the 100 Mile Group, and owner of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks. But he started from humble beginnings in New York. Today, we talk about the importance of having the mindset of success, how people buy into stories more than products, and why you should rip up the playbook to succeed, and also how you are only one idea away from changing your life. He's very inspiring, and I think you're going to really enjoy this. Jesse Itzer, coming right up. What's up? I recently saw you at a speaking engagement and told you that I was in one of your videos. Yeah. Your hip-hop videos. So shake like a white girl. I didn't know that, and that's blowing my mind. I love that. Who do we call to find out if I actually, like, I'm in it as an extra, if you could see? I remember dancing on a box or a cage or something, which is what I always do, obviously. I'm going to go through all the records. I'm going to go through all the footage. That would be vintage. If I can find you. Well, I was D footage. Now I might be A footage. You're always A footage, Bethany. What's up? How did you end up in that video? I was trying to be an actress, and I think it was, like, in Culver City in a warehouse or something, and I just probably came in as an extra. Unbelievable. I know. It's so funny. But, um... I was aware of you because I'm from New York and I was aware of Go New York, Go New York, Go for the Nick song, which is such an interesting, innovative way to find your way in. And you're like me in that you don't plan your whole journey. You just sort of execute things that you like to do. But that's an interesting entry point into the music industry. So how did that come about? Well, I was signed to a record company right out of college. Like I had a really unconventional journey. I went to American University. I got signed to a record label like Everybody was doing resumes and I'm like, I don't need a resume. I'm getting a record deal. What are you talking about? So while they were busy writing resumes and everything, I was like going to clubs and trying to figure out how to navigate this music thing. I got signed to a record label in LA called Delicious Vinyl that had Tone Loke, Wild Thing, Funky Cold Medina and Young MC Bust a Move. And it didn't work for me. I got dropped from the label. I mean, my album came out, but it wasn't Tone Loke level. So I moved back to New York where I was from and I was bouncing around couch to couch on my friend's couches, trying to figure out what I would do next. And someone asked me if I would write a jingle for a clothing company called In The Paint that was owned by the GM of the Knicks wife. I did it and then I got a great relationship with her and I'm like, well, why don't we do something for the Knicks? Like you guys have dancers, Knicks City dancers and everything is shifting to entertainment in the game. Let's do a song. And I wrote the song for the Knicks on spec. 
Yeah. Now, could you make real money doing that or that just like a street cred type of thing? Well, back then uh, they paid me $4,000, but it cost me $4,800 to do the song. So it wasn't a great business model, but I would have paid them 10 grand. 100%. Because now all of a sudden I could get meetings. I had a story. People wanted, you know, I was interesting. You know, you got to, you know, better than anyone, you got to build your story first. So, so that's what I did. Absolutely. You have to build your story first and you got to be building the plane while flying it. And I see a lot of parallels. The show is about game changers, mavericks, non-traditional business people, people who create a brand and just sort of take their own route. Because I feel like for people at home, it's good for them to know that there's by no means one road to this. There's so many roads, which are the perfect example. The thing is, you were so young. And I remember being, did you, where did you grow up in Long Island? Was it Long Island? Roslyn. Roslyn. Yeah, Roslyn. I went to Wheatley. So I lived in Old Westbury for a certain period of time in the next town. And in Long Island, you know, you heard about the other kids shaking and moving and there weren't that many. But I remember this was a thing where I had peripherally heard about your record deal. I was aware, you know, peripherally about this uh, Knicks thing. But that's pretty young to have any idea what you would want to do. At that age, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, not until I was way later and I still... In my late 30s, I didn't have a clear plan. And even though your plan has always changed, which people need to know, because you could want to do one thing in one moment, and then that takes you to the next space. Like, all roads lead to to Rome. You just got to be watching the signs, looking for the left and right turns, where you get shut down, where you hit a roadblock, creating that into a yes. So you're so like me in that way. You just are like a scrappy hustler that you're just looking for which road it's going to take you to. So how did you get that so early? Is that a family thing? Is that just inside of you? Is it a combo? What's that about? Well, we both, you and I both like adventure and we love, we crave newness. Right. And we get bored easily. Action. We get, we're action freaks. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, we're not adrenaline freaks. We're action freaks. Action junkie. And you know, it's so funny that you said that because I, I don't know what I want to do. I'm 50, almost 53. I have, still don't know really what my legacy should be and what I want to do. But after the record deal and being a rapper, four years later, I had a private jet company that did $5 billion in sales. I went from kiddie pool attendant to rapper to all of a sudden being a guest on a private plane. My dad owned a plumbing supply house in Mineola. Oh, really? And my parents were the first parents. They bought the fourth house in Roslyn, like when they were building up the community of Roslyn. They paid wow. 35 grand for Stop. it. Stop. That's a rich person's town now, everybody. And it has been for a while. But what he's talking about is crazy because houses in Roslyn can be five to $10 million easily, right? You want to hear the craziest thing, Bethany? And I'm just, I'm going to talk to you as a friend. I was at my parents' house in Florida two weeks ago. And I found an autobiography that my grandfather wrote. I didn't know it existed. He wrote it in 1978. My grandfather was born into like insane poverty. He had 12 brothers and sisters. Six died before the age of two. Oh my God. And he was in World War I. He was gassed in World War I, survived, grew up in Brooklyn in the same house as my father and my great-grandfather. Three generations in one room in, in a paint shop in Brooklyn. The only reason why I'm bringing it up is I'm one generation removed from that. Right. Like that's, so I'm only it. one generation right. removed from that. And like what it makes me think is, Everybody listening, like we're all one idea away from changing our life. Right. We're one sale. We're one referral. Hundred percent. And you and I were very similar. That we're always looking for that. We're we're asking the universe. We're aware of like 
What can I do? What's new? What's different? You know, what problem can I solve? And don't let the market tell you what to do. You decide. Like the skinny girl margarita, everyone said was not going to work because it had never happened before, but you have to make it happen. It's you, you've got to drive what the market's going to do. You tell them what they want. They don't tell you what they want because it's already been done if they're telling you what people want. Right. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop, but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. What's interesting is you said that it cost you $4,800 to do that song, which really was a big break for you because for many people here, street cred is way more important than money. If you can get yourself into a room and people will 
know your name or have heard your story, as you said before, that's worth so much more than money. So I sold Skinny Girl cocktails only. I maintain the entire brand. I own Skinny Girl, the rest of the brand. But I sold that not for the money, for the street cred, like to not just be a housewife, to be somebody who's on the cover of Forbes magazine and could get into rooms and do other things. So it sounds like you had some instinct inside of you that knew that you needed to get the sizzle and to be somebody. Yeah. I mean, I always believe that people buy into people, stories and momentum more than products. Mm -hmm. And once you got that storyline of skinny girl, it changed the complexion of what you can do. You went to philanthropist, investor, Mm -hmm. consultant, speaker, author, because you, you know, you flipped the script on them. And that's really important to me. So, yeah. So I'm always looking for that. And the, the thing that you said that's interesting is when you're disruptive, like when you have an idea and you find white space, usually the people that find the white space like you did with Skinny Girl. They don't have experience and they're not experts. You weren't an expert in out beverages. Like, but you didn't know anything. Zero. Like, you, know, you went to clubs. By the way, that's better. When you don't know anything, you have a blank canvas, you could paint it and no one's told you everything. I never would have gone into that business if I had ever been into a big, big box liquor store before. I did the first one of a signing and I walked around and I said, what the fuck did I do this for? So competitive. Why would I do this? But I didn't know anything. So you didn't know anything going into music, Nick's song, Jets. I mean, that's a crazy thing. But it guarantees that you're going to do it differently from everybody else. Because like you were forced to rip up the playbook, you know, and that's where innovation comes from. When you rip up the playbook, you're like, well, no one taught me how to do it. How am I going to do it? How am I going to market it? How am I going to be loud? You know, so for anyone that, that's starting something new, you're going to get met with resistance. If it's such a good idea, Bethany, how come the other girls have, the big companies haven't done it? How come this one hasn't done it? So you have to expect that resistance and be resilient. So I've been able to pivot from music to aviation and then Zico coconut water was my next venture. We sold it to Coke and you know, noon, I get bored easily. And it's not about like success to me. Isn't like, Oh, all this money. Success is being good in multiple buckets. Checking the box and crushing it. But you also, you finish it. You want to take that one thing, like your 100-mile run, you're living with a Navy SEAL, whatever you're doing, you want to take that one thing, crush that, spike the ball, and then decide whether you want to go back to the tables or get out of the casino. But you decide, it sounds like. You know, it sounds like what you're talking about is execution. And if anything you do, do well. You want your PA on Say by the Bell, which I was, getting coffee, making copies, you'd be the best. You make a meal for your family, you plan a party, you have people over. Do it right or just don't do it. I, I, I would rather, there's no gray. I do do it or I don't. If you don't have Olympic standards for yourself in everything you do, it's like, why even bother? Right. You know, like if you're not going to pour your soul into it, don't even show up. And I'm not even talking about like business I'm talking about going to your kid's soccer game. I'm talking exactly. about like writing a book, writing a proposal in a sale. If, if you're not going to pour everything into it, it's a waste of time. The competition's too good. Absolutely. You can't get away with it. Like I'm old school with the hard work thing. It's just the same as your grandfather or your father working in a plumbing supply store. You got to work your fucking ass off, passion, drive, and determination. And you somehow just, well, you don't somehow because of your heritage and the way you were raised, you know that inside. Yeah. And I think the other thing I would add to that is, you know, I've never negotiated my goals. Like I don't dummy down my goals. Like, well, I'm almost there. That's good enough. Mm -hmm. We don't negotiate our goals. Mm -hmm. And honestly, man, I've always believed in the end of my story. Yep. I've always believed when I was single that she would show up. You know, I believe that like when I, when I was sleeping on my friend's couches that like 
I used to say to myself, Bethany, like, I met you at a Super Bowl party. Ah! <laughs> Which Super Bowl? The Miami one? We were in Miami. We were at a club. Okay. And you you were, like, doing your own thing. You know, like, every it was, like, I don't want to say it was clicky or anything like that, but you kind of, you had this, you had a strong confidence and you were just like, people knew you. I was like, who's that girl? And they're like, that's, and then they were, someone knew you or knew your dad and the horse, like they knew the history and they told me, and I was like, that's, that's like different. You know, that's like very different than the girls in Long Island that like, I know, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but that's where I first, um, where I first, I think I first got to know you. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, you basically are talking about good enough isn't good enough. And so I want to talk about Marquee Jets just because how the hell do you get into the jet business? Where'd you get the money for that? Like what that we, you were early in that, right? Like were you before you were before NetJets and like Blue Star and all this other stuff? You were like one of the first ones? Yeah, we were early. Not before NetJets because they, they kind of paved the way for everybody. Okay. But before the other companies you mentioned. Um, yeah, we, I was a guest on a private plane. I was 28 with my partner. We were a guest on an airplane and we were like, when I walked onto the plane, it was like the scene in the wizard of Oz when everything goes from black and white to color. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like people fly like this. Right. This is insane. I want to fly like this. So literally by the time we landed, we're like, let's start a private jet company so we can fly privately when we travel. So we started investigating it and they, you know, like we weren't going to buy our own plane. Right. Charter wasn't an option. And we came up with this idea to sell, like basically give people the benefits of owning their own airplane without owning it and selling a jet card that was made an airplane available on short notice. And we pitched this idea because we needed airplanes. We had no money. We had no experience, but we took a meeting with NetJets that had 650 airplanes, the biggest private jet fleet in the world owned by Warren Buffett. And the first meeting, they kicked us out. The owner literally said, I'm not giving two kids who probably didn't break a thousand on their SATs access to my plane, which pissed me. I got a 980 on my SAT. Okay. So he was right. (laughs) He was close. I'm like, I don't blame you, buddy. But on the way out, the president was like, there's something here. Like, I I see something here. Why don't you come back and bring this to life? I'll give you another shot. So we brought in our own focus group. A week later, we brought in eight people. We brought in one of the New York Giants, Run from Run DMC, a powerful female real estate mogul. And one by one, they stood up and said they wouldn't buy a fraction, but they would buy a jet card. And he gave us a deal. Wow, but that's so creative. You're very creative. You're very innovative, creative. You're, 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 you're scrappy. Well, here's the thing, man. There's probably like, you know, a gazillion meetings every day. If you don't make your important meetings stand out, they're going to get lost. Right. Like I said, we're not going to negotiate down the goal. Like we had, we don't have a choice, man. We got to convince them. No, you're a fucking figure it out type of person and get in the end zone. You're just like, I'm getting that ball into the end zone. I'm not sure how I'm doing it. I'm the same way. I'm like, I, I, and what happens to me is I get stressed out in the minutia and in the weeds. I only sweat the small stuff, but the minute it gets really intense, like that's when I can sort of feel myself calm down. Cause I'm just going to figure this fucking shit out. I'm like that, but I I think I take it one step further, not better, but one step further in the sense that um, I always like, to me, it's done. I'm just filling in the blanks. Like I had a record deal in my head before I had the record deal. I used to walk into my office when I was 24. I was making $33,000 a year. And I used to tell my partner, we're millionaires, man. Just nobody paid us yet. Right. Like we're millionaires. They haven't paid us yet. We we're, we have a private jet company. We just got to find the airplanes. I ran the 100-mile race 50,000 times in my head before the race. It was done. I had to just fill in the script. 
I get that. I like that. There's no wrong decision or right decision. It's like cooking. You pick, you're using basil, oregano, or parsley. Pick one, go down that lane, make that fucking lane work. There's so many ways to get there. Right. And you're in a, even if you make a mistake and you are jammed up, sometimes you have to fold in something. But for the most part, you could kind of figure it out or that means that something better is coming. Like that road still is okay. Oh yeah. And I've had plenty of failures. I've had so much egg on my face along the way, man. I mean- um, and those those hurt and sting. It's not as simple as I'm going to work hard and I'm going to believe in it and I'm not going to negotiate my goals. Right. You know, but what I have been able to do is put myself in a position where I attract luck. Like it doesn't happen Sunday night watching TV at home. You have to go where the action is. I agree. Go where the fish are, I always say. You got to go where the fish are. And I still do that. And I lived on 18 couches. When I met you the first time, I was staying on my friend's couch. Even during like Super Bowl times, I was like still kind of bouncing around. But I was living in my friend's couch in Burbank, California. And we went to the Beverly Hills Hotel for lunch. And all the moguls were there. The music moguls, the movie moguls, the lawyers, Mm -hmm. all the deal makers were there. And I'm looking around and I'm like, wait a second. Are you telling me that I can stay at this restaurant and order a salad? And sit. I don't have to stay at the hotel. You're telling me I can buy an $8 salad and sit here for two hours? He's like, yeah, what are you talking about? Right. And that became my office. That was my office for a year and a half. That's amazing. I went every day. And people started wrecking. I was super friendly. Yeah, of course. Janitor to CEO. Everybody gets a handshake. And I became like, now I'm at the clubs. I'm like, oh, where do I know you from? I think I saw you at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Right. You know, it's putting yourself in a position where you attract that luck. And I think you have to do all the blocking and tackling that everybody does, you know, but you have to do the extra. You got to play a 10 inning game. Yeah. I don't live in the past. You know, like, look, my window is short, man. I'm 53. The average American lives to be 78. So if I'm average, I got 24 summers left. Mm-hmm. I fucking love summers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very like I'm very aware of my relationship with time. Mm-hmm. And I'm also aware that any day it can, like our friends are getting diagnosed now. I know. Nobody's invincible. When you do understand that, that fear of approaching somebody goes away because you don't get those chances again. No, absolutely. I'm very aware of my own mortality and it creates a tremendous amount of urgency in my life. And I'm a much bigger believer, you know, we're talking about business, but I'm a much bigger believer in building my life resume more than my traditional resume. And that's part of the reason why all these different ventures, like I don't want to just sell airplanes. Okay, yeah, that makes me a lot of money, but that doesn't, that, the one thing everybody listening to this has is we want to feel fulfilled. We want to feel accomplished. We're all listening to you for different reasons. We're listening to you because you're unapologetic. We're listening to you because you're savvy, you're witty, you're connected, you've done it. But at the end of the day, everybody here, they just want to feel accomplished. And you don't have to be rich to feel accomplished. You don't have to climb Mount Everest to feel accomplished, but you got to make yourself proud of you. And I'm really aware of my time and how much time I have on this earth. Same. I value time way more than anything else. You cannot waste it. Time is super important. Using it and being present as a parent, as a business person, as a friend, as a person who wants to have a cocktail and just laugh and be funny. Whatever you're doing, you have to be present in it. I would trade 5 million followers for 50 people at my funeral that are bawling Mm -hmm. because of that connection. You know, I mean, so for me, it's being good in multiple buckets. Yes, the business element is super important. But so is friendship and so is philanthropy and so is spending time with your kids and so is like being a good human and showing up for, you know, so all of those things as you get older, when you start to look 80 in the mirror, you know, 80 is not that far Mm -hmm. from us, man. 
you start to change like your perspective. So your 20s and 30s are a great time to say yes. You say yes to everything. We were out, we were at the club. We were at the Super Bowl party. But your 40s and 50s, and as you get older, it's a more important time to say no and to put more on your plate of what you love to do with the people you love to do them with. And that's where I'm at in my journey. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful, blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. It's funny that you mentioned buckets because I always say I would wrap now what changes from then when time is not that meaningful to you is that I would now rather have six buckets full than 12 half full. Yes. Like, I, 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 you know, you have a, bu- if I'm going to do this business thing, I got to do it all the way. It's got to have a big ROI. If I'm doing this philanthropy thing, it's got to be a hundred percent transparent, such a great ROI for people who are donating. And like, it makes you feel like, you know, where you're supposed to be parenting with your kids. Like it's such a full overflowing bucket and it's better because people 
try to fit all 25 pounds of shit in a five pound bag and have their ass in 42 places versus being like, this is quality over quantity. And it, people know it. You got to be diligent and disciplined about it. Saying no, it means yes, you're right. I'm on friend reduction right now. Oh my God, beyond. Yes. Brian Koppelman told me that Matt Damon, that's just like the biggest naming dropping, whatever. But Brian Koppelman said that Matt Damon once said to him during shooting rounders that his circle was closed. My circle's so closed. And it's also... Like, I'm pulling people out of the circle. I fully agree. Oh, yeah. It's not worth it. I don't want more. I want, you know, I try to tell my daughter, don't worry about these girls that are being mean girls. You're only going to want two to three friends that are great in your life. And you're going to know that you become dispassionate. Like, you just don't care. Yeah. I don't want to go there. Why? Because I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. You want the lowest, especially as you get older, but you want low aggravation for high reward. If it's high aggravation, high reward. It's not worth it, even in business. At this point in your life, Bethany, you don't want high aggravation, even if it's high reward in business. You've already checked the box. 100%. You know, and then you also mentioned ROI. You're hitting all the things that I love to talk about. But, you know, ROI comes in so many different forms. It's not just like, and you mentioned in philanthropy, making people feel good about what they give. Mm-hmm. ROI is just, is people think, oh, what's my return on investment in money? But ROI could be like, man, I, you know, I ran this hundred mile race and my mom's like, why are you doing this? It's going to, I'm like, cause it's good for my soul. Mm-hmm. That's an ROI. I'm doing a documentary right now called serial killers about cereal, the cereal uh-huh. business. And, um, I don't even want to make a penny. I'm doing it because it's a, the ROI for me is the message that I want to get out there. So ROI comes on a lot of different ways. There's a lot of reasons to weigh whether or not you should do something. And it's not all financial. Yep. You love to connect. You love to speak publicly. I've seen it. I do it. I get it. It's invigorating. It's also since you your circle is closing too, you're not around that many people. I feel like it gives you this electricity, this engagement. It moves things around the room. You're not just in your own head. It's like working out a rap with other people listening. You're kind of figuring out what works. Don't, don't you agree? Like that's what's going on. You're connecting in such a personal way. Well, there's a famous study they did with all these billionaires where they interviewed um, dozens of billionaires and asked what their biggest regret was. And in the top three of their regrets was not being in the present moment. Wow. You know, like either thinking, I wish I made more money on that deal. I wish I could go back and do that or thinking ahead. And I think, you know, for me, I, I lived on a monastery with eight monks that have been there for 50 years. And one of the thing, the one of the main takeaways for me, and there were a lot, was that the monks were always where their feet are. Like they were never ahead of like, if they were cleaning the floor, they clean the floor, man. Like fucking, it was the only thing. And, and then they would go to the next task. And I've been taught to multitask. Oh, do this. And you got to do this. My to-do list is fucking through the roof. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. They had a do list. And they were, when, they, when the thing on their do list was done, they crossed it off. They never had to look back on it. And they went to the next thing. So the way I set up my day, Everyone saw morning routines, morning routines. Morning routines are important. My day starts the night before. I map out my entire day. I'm on the call with Bethany until we're done. And then right after that, I have a thing with my kids for one hour. And then at 12, one o'clock, I'm going here, three o'clock here. I'm following the script. But the day before you're mapping out the future is interesting. Yes. Who's good enough? You think anyone's good enough to wake up and wing it? It's interesting. First of all, the book Power of Now is about that emotionally, meaning nothing's that bad in this moment. Like in this moment is okay. We always worry about that's going to happen. What's going to happen? I'm not going to make money. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to lose that. That's going to happen. Everybody does that. And it's a great note and it's a hard discipline to practice. But 
to get in the car with a plan of where the hell you're going, even though you might get derailed, is a better idea than to get in the car and not have an idea is what you're saying. Right. Um, so you're, are you obsessed with fitness and health? I mean, 100 miles is excessive. It's lifestyle for me. Okay. It's not discipline. It's not a chore. It's what I do. I eat a certain way. You know, I'm basically a fruitarian. I run every you're day. You're a fruitarian. I didn't even know that. And so, wow, that's, ins- that's crazy. So what is that? Basically. I eat a, I eat a lot of fruit. I only eat fruit until noon. For 30 years, I've only had fruit until noon. Okay. And then I start to eat regular foods after that. But I really now have extended fruit only till almost like five o'clock. So most of my diet is fruit. And what does that feel like? Or you don't even know anymore? I don't even know what it feels like. I was telling someone the other day to not have boundless energy. I don't know what it feels like to be like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't do that. I don't know. I haven't missed a day of work, knock on wood in 30 years. Like, I don't even know what the other side feels like when people tell me they have pain or this. So I have four kids. I'm never too tired for my kids. That's a rule that I have. So it's a lifestyle for me. You know, you say, well, running a hundred miles. I started off, my goal was to run two miles. Wow. That was it. I wanted to run two miles. Nothing in my body changed. These are the same legs God gave me. I'm not very strong, um, but I was able to go from two miles to a hundred miles. And the only thing that changed was my mind. And that sounds so simple and whatever, but it's true. So that means that I 50 X my goal. So I want to 50 X my business. I want to 50 X my relationships. I want to 50 X everything in my life. And when I saw people running a hundred miles, I'm like, which I saw at first, I went to a race and I'm like, they don't look any different mm-hmm. than me. They just not stopping. Right. My whole world changed. I'm like, I'm thinking small, man. So now once I ran a hundred miles, when I I take people from, from couch to a marathon, no Mm -hmm. problem. And when they're done, the first thing I tell them is double your business plan. You just realized, you just realized you could do something you never thought you could do. And that's what this is for me. That self-doubt is the number one enemy to success. So your wife is very successful. You're very successful. What, I have two questions. One is your, what was your most successful venture? Was it Zico? Was it Marquee? What was your, your ace in the hole? Marquee Jet. Okay, so Marquee Jet. I mean, we did $5 billion in sales and we sold it to Warren Buffett's, you know, Berkshire House. So you were freaking out then. You were just like, wow, I'm real. I was freaking out from day one. (laughs) Like this whole journey has been like, I can't, I said to myself the other day, yesterday, I literally said to my family, I can't believe how fucking lucky I am. I didn't say the F word. Even even the friends, the people that I've met, the runs I've been able to do, the adventures I've gone on, the monks that I've lived with, all of it. I'm just like, how did my life resume to get to be so fulfilled, you know? Well, you're in a magical house. You're in a magical partnership. I don't mean I know what the ins and outs of your relationship are like, but there's a lot going on in that house, creatively, mentally, energetically. What's the dynamic in your relationship with regards to two powerful personalities, money, gender? That is kind of my last question about that and your family and whatever else you want to mention. But that kind of thing, what goes on in your house, in your relationship as it pertains to money and power and gender. Well, Sarah's journey at Spanx is similar to mine in the sense that we started kind of young and we we both were self-sustaining, um, mm-hmm. you know, as we got married. So that takes a lot of pressure off of it. So in some ways it made everything easier, but um, we're very different, like insanely different. And I think that's important, actually. There's a lot of research around that. You don't want to marry around marriages that are successful, that are people that aren't exactly the same. Everyone's like, oh, you got to marry your soulmate. Agreed. And my fiance and I are very different too. Totally different temperaments. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. 
Uh, we're very different, but we have the same values. And I think the most important thing is she gives me a long leash. If she's told me I can't run, I have to go to the opera. I'd resent her. If I told her you can't work on a new product because we got it, like, she'd mm-hmm. resent me. So we we both give each other long leashes to do the things we love. For me, that's mm-hmm. speaking and work, running and all this other stuff. And we spend time together, but we also spend time alone. And like, that's really important. Got it. I agree. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I don't know, everyone's different. Every relationship's different and we have our challenges just like everybody else. But those things are, I think are important. And then the last thing I would say is we check in with each other all the time and they're not transactional check-ins. Did you take the garbage out? Did you do the laundry? We check in about like, how's your day going? Yeah. Like how you all right? Like, and there's a ton of research around that too, about the importance of just daily check-ins. Wow. Okay. I like that. Who's the peacock? It sounds like it might be you. There's only one peacock in a relationship. So it sounds like you're the peacock. What do you mean by peacock? There's one person that's blooming their feathers more. That's like the free spirit. That's oh, more, yeah. it sounds like you're the peacock. She's more granular and like. No, no, without, yeah, without question. I'm, the peacock. I'm a double peacock. Yeah, same, same. I, I I'm figured. a flock of peacocks. Yeah, you're a flock of cocks, right? It's good energy between us. And it was great. You're amazing and interesting and you're honest. And I just like your conviction and, um, say hi to your kids and have a great quality day with them. I'm going to go roller skating with my daughter or go on the zip line. And that's the point. I'm done now. And that's the second I leave, I'm going to do zip line and trampoline right me now. Me too. I love it. Well, thanks for having me on, Bethany. I appreciate it. What unexpected journeys we take on this podcast, talking to people about their life, their parenting, their money, their childhood, their success, their stories, their failures. Jesse was open. We could have talked for hours, which is great. And I just love that you just never know what or who you're going to get. And I'm getting so many amazing comments from you about people that you've never even heard of that you just can't believe how fascinating and interesting they are and what great stories they have. I mean, Paul, my fiance this morning said, you know, I loved the Norma Kamali episode and I didn't even know who she was, but it was so compelling and such a great story. So you're going to learn a lot. I love that there's a lot of takeaway here about interesting people that have definitely done something that you may not even know. So remember to rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate you. Thank you. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and iHeartRadio. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Our EP is Morgan Lavoy. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be with Bethany. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.